Hey, how's it going, folks? Joe Bookoff here, host of the Renaissance Man podcast. I am here to share with you a little bit about the guy you're about to hear from, Dr. Robert Harris. This is my second interview with him. First one is available on episode number one, our first episode on the podcast. This is number two. I talked to him about his life, about his experience with conventional medicine, and about his expertise when it comes to... Um, Parkinson's and when it comes to nutrition one of the things about living a passionate life is your body has to work and it can't be your bottleneck your body has to expand to meet your needs in your life and that means it needs to be healthy Dr. Robert Harris has become symptomless with his Parkinson's thanks to his knowledge and understanding of nutrition and how nutrition works in his life so I brought him on to share how nutrition works, how your body works when it comes to a lot of our maladies in everyday life, and how you can make yourself a lot healthier to enjoy your life at a deeper level. Stay tuned, there's going to be a four minute intro, and then right after that is going to be my interview with Dr. Bob Harris. How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a Renaissance man. Now, and nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career. But the art of being a renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development has an infinite ceiling. That art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world where people can become great mathematicians, become great uh, athletes, become great... Um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, Self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the, the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that are, in, that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Or if you would like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand. And you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice. Um, And that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey, finally. This is awesome. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, bueno. We're finally on here, huh? 
Oh yeah, that took a while. <laughs> um, I'll just keep this intro in just because it's kind of funny and it's really candid. But uh, yeah, um, for anyone listening, Dr. Bob and I have been trying to get on this for a little over a week now, or about a week now, um, with tons of technical difficulties. <laughs> so I'm glad we finally got together. That's good. Makes a phone call look easy. It does make a phone call look easy. <clears throat> <laughs> actually, this was quite quite simple. Um, I actually realized that there's a button you have to. I have to invite you and then press next. And I in, in the first two times I invited you and then pressed the X, and that didn't work. So now I press the next. I'm like, oh, there's a button I didn't see before. So it's actually quite simple, and I like the interface of this app. <clears throat> yeah, it works fine now. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a little intro and then uh, I'll introduce you. Hi, I'm Joe. This is Joe from the Renaissance Men podcast, part of the Spot of Joe Network of Passion Projects, here to help you live your life that is most free and passionate and uh, really unleash your potential. Um, and here I have a uh, wellness mentor, my former wellness mentor, leadership dude. Uh, just realized he's a marketing dude as well. Got some cool stuff for you creative people out there. Um, uh, name is Dr. Bob Harris. He has uh, drastically reduced his Parkinson's symptoms without any pharmaceutical medication using his diet and exercise and lifestyle changes alone. And I'll let you introduce yourself. Well, I served in the military for an entire career. Worked as a leadership instructor a drill sergeant, a trainer, uh, and then in my civilian capacity, I worked as a, a teamwork and a leadership consultant, uh, which is my, my real passion. I'm really into group dynamics and working with groups um, to improve their functioning and their performance. I think things done in groups are, are have much greater potential. And so whenever I try to do wellness groups, um, I encourage people to get connected to other people because that's that's where a lot of the motivation comes from. Hmm. Yeah, I remember when we met in Florida, there was a leadership thing we did where it was like, here's lava and here are these ropes that resemble like a path or something. And we had to get everybody across um, this this blacktop. And it was it was a leadership experience. Do you remember that? Yes. And, and team building, um, it, mm-hmm. it forced you to develop uh, your communication skills, uh, usually under pressure. Uh, that's when we, ha- we need more creativity and the cooperation of others to inspire us to, to do all that we can do and meet our potential. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the expectations of other people can get us to do what we wouldn't otherwise do. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things that's important for lifestyle. Even if you want to detach, like I know myself and a lot of people listening are looking to create a life of freedom and passion. And a lot of that means traveling the world. But at the same time, you got to be connected to people because you're not going to live a fulfilling life without having a sense of community. And that's a lot of the the reason why I stopped traveling after five months and started living in Austin because I was lonely. I didn't have a sense of community when I was on the road traveling from place to place and that sense of community was extremely important um i wanted to i wanted to highlight the uh your journey we talked a little bit about it last time and actually last time um i had to fill in i don't know if you listened to the podcast afterwards it's episode one on this podcast um but the the call cut out and i and i filled it in with the rest of 
of uh, the time. I don't know what exactly happened. I don't know if our phones work together that well. I think it's just our phones don't <laughs> like each other. But um, if you could uh, just relay the story a bit, I remember you're talking about Lithuania um, and how, how you were diagnosed with Parkinson's and then how, how you overcame it. Well, in 2008, I came off a deployment with the military and I noticed when I was running that uh, my right arm had some slight tremors in it. <clears throat> and because I was coming off active duty, I want to make sure that if there was some sort of medical problem, it was documented by the military uh, in case it came up, you know, to be a bigger problem again later. And so mm-hmm. I waited a little extra little time uh, when I was supposed to be coming home and spending time with my family up at Fort uh, Lewis, Washington, going through the medical process. And... Uh, they uh, began to diagnose the situation and considered a lot of things, eliminated a lot of things with PET scans and x-rays and stuff like that. And it took a while, but uh, finally with a referral to the University of Miami Movement Disorders Clinic in 2010, they diagnosed me with Parkinson's disease. And their first reaction was to prescribe lots and lots of drugs, which I resisted. They described for me what was happening in my brain <clears throat> And it kind of sparked a revolution in my own thinking that, you know, some of what was happening to my body was probably something I was doing to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, environmental causes, uh, you know, personal life choices. And so I began to mm-hmm. investigate uh, natural or lifestyle ways of, of addressing this. And uh, mm-hmm. it kind of started a revolution that started with the, the book or the movie Food Matters. Mm-hmm. It just occurred to me after watching that video, it's like, well, what you eat actually does matter for your health. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I took Ooh, off I on a journey yeah, of self-discovery and self-education. Um, my PhD is in sociology, but, you know, which isn't directly relevant here, but uh, it, 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 when you get a PhD, you learn how to do research and learn how to study the material. So mm-hmm. I became self-educated in nutrition and wellness <clears throat> and embarked on a journey to share a lot of what I learned with other people as well because it's made such a dramatic impact in my life. When I came mm-hmm. back from with the military in 2008, I weighed 235 pounds. I was probably pre-diabetic, mm-hmm. uh, probably had a lot of atherosclerosis, you know, heart disease risk, um, uh-huh. a number of other medical conditions that were probably going to get to me, you know, kill me at some point. Mm-hmm. And even though I couldn't cure the Parkinson's with the life changes I made, <clears throat> I probably prevented myself from dying of something else. Mm-hmm. Parkinson's is the 16th leading cause of death in America. And if I actually die of Parkinson's, I'm doing a whole lot better than most other people. <laughs> because heart disease gets about half of us. Mm-hmm. And for half the people who have heart disease, the first symptom they have is a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And that means that you're on your way to the hospital, probably to die. And at that point, lifestyle changes a little bit too late. Uh-huh. So I probably cured the pre-diabetes, cleaned out my arteries, lost 65 or 75 pounds, depending on you know, what my weight is currently. Um, and the weight just stays off because I live this you know, same kind of lifestyle. And uh, <clears throat> after seeing the dramatic changes in my life and improvement in my health, uh, I'm just the kind of person who, you know, when I find something good, I have to share it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of things did you do for yourself that brought upon, brought upon this change? Probably the most dramatic thing was a whole food plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you learn about all the chemicals and toxins that get added to processed foods. 
And a lot of the, the meat and dairy that we eat is, is highly contaminated and also, you know, includes ingredients naturally that are probably not good for the human body. <clears throat> for example, dairy. We're one of the few species on the planet that uh, consumes milk as an adult. Mm-hmm. We're also one of the few species that, that consumes the milk of another species. Are there are other species that no. do that? <laughs> wow. So we're the only, yeah, we're the only, only ones that, that it's like, oh, that milk looks drink tasty. milk as an adult and drink milk from another species. And I I mm-hmm. love milk and I love cheese, but I just it was a choice I had to make. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, I remember when we were working together at one point, you mentioned that during the change that I made, and I and I since uh, I'm I'm a horrible person now. I eat milk and. and and, and meat and uh, I do things like that on a, on a consistent basis and um, but in the, uh, when I was detoxing from the medication I was mm-hmm. on and making making my brain and my nervous system all healthy I went through a period of um, of, of having smoothies every morning etc and one of the things that you had uh, said was that the moment when you start after a while, you might feel worse before you feel better. Um, and I'm curious, cause I know not just with this change, but with any lifestyle change, this is, this is a thing. And I'm curious if you could talk more about that. Maybe some of the listeners could, could, uh, could hear and, and understand some of the processes. Well, the, they, why, if you feel worse, you should, the body is exposed to lots of toxins. It's in the air, it's in the water we drink, it's in the food we eat, it's in the clothing we wear, it's in the, in the paint we put on the walls around us. We just we live in a chemically laden environment. And if it's not a nutrient, it could be a toxin. And so mm-hmm. our body gets exposed to lots and lots of toxins and, and the body is an amazing detoxifying machine, but you got to give it what it needs to detoxify. And that's nutrients, water and fiber. The nutrients are what mm. goes in and neutralizes um, some of the toxins because they're, you know, uh, oxidizing agents and the antioxidants to to cure them. Um, the other thing mm-hmm. is that when the body goes to remove toxins, if it's, it's a fat-soluble toxin, it has to be removed by being attached to fiber in the intestines. So it can be taken out of the body. Huh. Okay. By the liver. And if it's oh, I, if I a liquid toxin, yeah. a water-soluble toxin, it's removed in your urine through through the consumption of water. So you're not drinking enough water, not getting mm-hmm. enough fiber, not getting enough nutrients, your body is probably overloaded with toxins. Mm-hmm. And the fat soluble... And they're being stored in your fat cells. Yeah, the fat soluble yeah. toxins get stored in your fat cells. And your body cannot mm-hmm. burn that fat if it's got toxins in it because the body is already trying to get those toxins out of your bloodstream so it doesn't kill you. So mm-hmm. in order to detoxify, if you start increasing the water, fiber, and nutrient intake, your body's going to start releasing those toxins and until they get out of your body, it may make you feel awful. Mm-hmm. But once your body's done cleaning Kinda itself like, out, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna feel much better and function much better. Yeah, makes sense. Kind of like a lot of the people who go through a ketogenic diet, they have what's called the keto flu, and um, and that that's when their body is going through a drastic change in, in how it metabolizes, going from carbohydrate to ketosis and it's like oh my god this is a huge change and your body's not used to it yet and in this case it's it's like it's kind of like there's reserves it's like it's like a, it's not it's almost like the the toxins are quarantined in the fat exactly cells because there's not enough um because there's, there's like they can't it's, it's they can't 
they don't have like a place for them to go. It's kind of like it's just like a maximum security prison that's overcrowded. And then once you start taking, so you know, rehabilitating some of the prisoners on the and then getting some room, then you open up the doors for the other prisoners to come out and be rehabilitated. And but the thing is, you might feel like crap in that moment because they're all coming out and wreaking havoc while your body's cleaning them out. Both the balance of your diet. He's in favor of toxins over nutrients. Your body becomes a toxic waste dump, literally, inside your body. Mm-hmm. And in order to move those toxins, it has to travel through the parts of your body that are receptive to those toxins before it can get them out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when, you know, if you have lead in your, your cavities and your fillings, uh-huh. the dentist has to go through a special biological process to remove that, mm-hmm. those fillings from your mouth because it's, it's a hazardous material. It's, it's funny, it's a hazardous material until they put it in your mouth, and when it's in your mouth, it's not hazardous. And when they go to take it out, it's hazardous. So in the process of, uh-huh. of adding or removing toxins to your body, you got to be very careful. And that's why you may feel oh, terrible. Oh, so, so they, they, give you, they give you some sort of detoxifying thing when they're removing it, because it's leaching it slowly, but it's not... But when you take it out, it reaches a lot quicker. Well, if, if they gr- start grinding on it, right? The dentist goes in there with a drill and starts grinding on your, on your fillings. That's releasing yeah. a large amount of lead in the <laughs> system very, very quickly. It trickles into yeah, your system, yeah. you know, by dissolving in your mouth. But if yeah. you start drilling on it, it uh, it gives you a high dose of uh, lead yeah. mercury right away. It's like eating a can of tuna. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Uh, what kind, What's the process? What do they give you? Um, I don't have any. I have like the. <clears throat> the Ceramic fillings. I don't have any of the amalgam fillings, but um, well, my guess is they they, they line the mouth and they go in there, you know, making chipping away at it as opposed to drilling at it because it would spray everything, uh-huh. you know, the pieces everywhere. Yeah. But once they take it yeah. out of your mouth, it has to be treated as, as a hazardous material and removed. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like it's like the emperor of China drinking cinnabar, <laughs> thinking that it's the philosopher's stone, and going crazy and building the. Great Wall of China because he's so paranoid from all the mercury. <laughs> well, that's why Mad Hatters are mad. Yep. <laughs> the mercury used yep. to, to mold the felt hats. Yeah, I'm sh- I hope they don't use mercury anymore. But lead and mercury are, are called heavy metals, and they actually are heavy inside your body. So when you clean those uh-huh. heavy metals out, there's <laughs> copper, uh, lead, mercury, mm-hmm. you will actually lose weight because you're actually losing heavy metals from your body. <laughs> That's so funny. So you go to the bathroom and, and you're actually getting rid of those some of those toxins. You're actually losing weight just because those met, those metals are so heavy. Huh. The problem with, with, with kind of some of those metals is that they resemble metals that are actually quite useful to the body, like calcium. Uh-huh. But they don't perform the same function, even though they fit in the same lock, so to speak. So oh, they take up the space that okay. should be occupied by a calcium molecule. Um, and so the, the real me- mineral that your body needs can't get in there to do its job. It's actually being occupied by something else, which may be neutral by itself, or it may be actually harmful. <clears throat> okay. And this is really, really important, especially for all listeners looking to create a, a passionate lifestyle. Because if you create a passionate lifestyle, but you're unhealthy, you're not going to be able to enjoy one second of it. If you're tired all the time, you can't get up, you can't walk, you're overweight, you can't really, you know, there, there, there are a lot of, of, of things that can happen 
that um, to your health that can cause you to not be able to enjoy any of the things that you build. So health is really a foundation for everything. Um, and so I want you to heed his, the things that he's saying because it's important that uh, you understand this so you can enjoy and reap the benefits of, of the passionate lifestyle that you build by listening to this podcast. Um, it's kind of interesting we're talking about heavy metals, especially because yesterday I have a friend uh, named Asset, if you're listening to this, hey, what's up? He's a cool dude. Um, he talks, he, we, I was actually seeking his advice specifically because he had some, um, some advice on decalcifying the pineal gland. He has this, uh, this smoothie that he drinks that involves this specific type of algae, uh, specific type of, of wild blueberries and some stuff that he, he, he smoothies up and drinks every morning to uh, decalcify, uh, to, to flush out all the fluorides and um, heavy metals. And I'm curious what, what you think about fluoride. Because um, from what I understand, and I'm not very educated in the matter, I just, you know, am educated from asking other people and, and looking online, which might not be super accurate. Um, it, it, it attracts calcium for your teeth, but it also attracts other heavy metals for other parts of your body. And the amount that's in the water is supposed to be more than we need and actually harmful for us. Well, I'd say the jury's still out in the long US, term in terms of whether fluoride is good or bad. But I know in the natural environment, okay. we probably don't get exposed to as much fluoride as we're being exposed to now. So that would be kind of a, a red flag to me. But uh, uh-huh. quite honestly, um, my nutritional base of knowledge is, is not something I created on my own. It's, it's all comes from a website called nutritionfacts.org. And on that website, mm-hmm. Dr. Greger, who's the medical doctor that runs the website, gets paid by a charitable foundation to, do, to, you know, to, to summarize research and make it easy, accessible to the, to the public through this website. And so if someone comes mm-hmm. to me and says, hey, what, you know, what about fluoride? What about the dragon fruit or, you know, some, some exotic ingredient that people are talking about? I go to his website, put in a keyword uh-huh. search, look up that, that, that uh-huh. particular item. And if nothing comes up, there's just not a lot of scientific research one way or another. Uh-huh. So if you look up fluoride, gotcha. for example, you might find there's some article saying it's, you know, harmful. Some say it's helpful. But until there's a preponderance of research that points in one particular direction, he, you know, he won't advocate for or against it. Yeah, he's very, very data-driven, very scientific and objective. I've looked at some of his videos, and it's it's quite, quite refreshing actually. I remember one of them that was about kombucha was like, it's great, but sugar, so it's kind of neutral. <laughs> kind of an interesting take because you forget about all the sugar that you're having in kombucha. Um, but uh, aside from the sugar itself, it's supposed to be very good for you if you have one, if you find something without as much sugar. Well, sugar mate is, is a traditional drink amongst South, South Americans. And uh, uh-huh. my wife, being from Argentina, drinks it as well. But uh, I looked up the research uh-huh. on it, and it's, there's nothing wrong with sugar mate itself. But when you look at the way it's processed uh-huh. in some countries where they smoke it to dry it, uh-huh. it'll actually pick up carcinogens yeah. from the smoke. And so some sherba mate oh. is actually, even though it's a healthful drink for you overall, because of the way it's been processed, it now contains ingredients mm-hmm. which are probably harmful to you. The huh. same with coffee. So what about coffee? Because coffee's roast. I was just about to ask Well, there's you some that. processes <laughs> for decaffeinating roasted. coffee, which actually add toxins oh. to it. So in that case, you're actually better off drinking the caffeinated product than the decaffeinated product. Oh. 
Well, it, what about caffeine? I, I've heard it's a it's because it's like a diuretic. It's good for detoxification. Well, that that assumes you're consuming enough water. If, uh-huh. if you're taking a diuretic and you don't have enough water in your system, you're actually you know running low on water. You're gonna be dehydrated. Oh, uh-huh. you're depleting water. So yeah. if you're consuming enough water with the coffee, then the, as it flushes the water through your system, it's actually cleaning out nutrients, cleaning out toxins. Uh-huh. So, like I said, you got to have nu- nutrients, fiber, and water to detoxify uh-huh. the body. So, if you're not getting enough of those three things, you're probably overloaded with toxins, and, and you're probably not functioning well. You know, and mm. toxins are going to impair your brain's function probably more than anything. Mm-hmm. There's 26 some odd minerals and nutrients that the body needs, and, and those 26 things are called essential because we need them, but we don't we don't make them. Which means we have to get it from our diet. Sure. And if you look at the symptoms of the deficiency for most of these minerals and vitamins, depression and anxiety is somewhere on the list. Uh-huh. So if you're depressed or anxious because you're low on vitamin D, there's no medication that's going to make up for the vitamin D you're missing except vitamin D. Uh-huh. So, Go out in the sun. So they can make you more energetic, <laughs> you know, by giving you a chemical, but your body still needs the vitamin D, and in the you know in, mm-hmm. in the long run. Vitamin D is what your body needs, and that's what's going to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So if you're overloaded with toxins and, and insufficient on nutrients and fiber and water, you're walking around with lots and lots of heavy chemicals in your body that are lo- literally weighing you down and probably draining your energy and Uh-oh. making you depressed and anxious. Oh. And then you're trying to compensate for, for some of the processes that happen in your body by tweaking it this way and that way to make it look like you're more energetic. But the underlying thing is there's a there's a central process that's not happening right because of a lack of nutrients that is coming across as you being anxious or you being depressed or you're not having you're not having some sort of something um, and 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 uh, fixing the symptoms not only will will add toxins to your body, but also isn't solving the core problem, if I hear you right. Yeah, and your friends and family just say, buck up, old chap. You know, <laughs> just, you know, listen to listen to motivating music and, and you'll be fine. Uh-huh. You know, but if metabolically your body is not functioning properly, it's very hard to overcome that mentally. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. you know, talking to someone and, you know, them trying to tell you nice things to make you feel better is not going to override the overwhelming underlying metabolic process is, is keeping you from being energetic uh-huh. gotcha so um, I want to I want to highlight a little bit I want to I want to ask a little bit about um, your process and I from what I understand Parkinson's is not something that you can just make go away because it's it's continual damage especially since you were you were exposed to com- uh, possibly exposed to remnants of chemical weapons um, a long time ago which is where I remember you believe some of it came from right. um, so I'm curious uh, the types of things that you started doing for yourself and the effect that it had on you uh, especially because I know a lot of people listening are like oh I kind of want to know how he's doing now like is he, is he like in a chair shaking or or is he functional and, and, and that and I think sharing how well you're doing will help them understand how important this message is and how important the information you share is and how much it'll be able to help them um, uh, live a more free and passionate life, not worrying about health as much. Well, the, the only supplement I take from the VA is uh, basically 
artificial dopamine. So it's a reduced form of dopamine that can cross the blood-brain barrier because uh-huh. dopamine can't cross the blood-brain brain domain uh, barrier, and so taking pure dopamine isn't going to do anything for Parkinson's. Uh-huh. So I take a reduced form of that, and if you know if I'm taking the medication on schedule or the, the dopamine on schedule, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm probably operating at 95% of what I was before I had Parkinson's. Wow. I'm reaching a stage yeah, in Parkinson's of- where they where I reach what they call motor fluctuation, which means the, the medicine is not quite as reliable as it used to be. So I'll have times uh-huh. when it takes longer to take effect or it wears off unexpectedly, <clears throat> which means uh-huh. I got to be a little more cautious when I'm driving, things like that. So they uh-huh. call while I'm driving and my movements are impaired. That uh-huh. you know, creates a risk for others and myself. Yeah. But okay. Parkinson's is uncurable on diet because it's a part of the brain that's died off that doesn't regenerate. There's no neuroplasticity in the, in the substantia uh-huh. negra, which is what, what the brain uses to create dopamine, natural dopamine. Uh-huh. And uh, ch- chances are by the time you're exhibiting Parkinson's symptoms, you've probably had 97% of the substantia negra degraded over the past eight to wow. 10 years. So the time yes, you realize you've got Parkinson's is it's not much you can do to save, you know, to uh-huh. restore what was lost. And, and most of what you had is gone already. Uh-huh. So, so I rely on so, artificial sources mm-hmm. of dopamine to, to remain functional. Uh-huh. So you've, uh, but I think that's kind of amazing because how long, so you were diagnosed in 2008, you said? Yes, I probably had it since 2000, which okay, is when so I came off of deployment, which mm-hmm. was when I came back from sure. deployment to Bosnia, uh-huh. gotcha. which is where they think I might have you know, had some nerve agent exposure in the Balkans uh-huh. in Bosnia. Uh-huh. So that may have that triggered it back in 2000, yeah. and then it took you know eight or 10 years to develop, and other exposure and poor lifestyle choices probably didn't, didn't help along the way. So finally, in sure. 2008, 2010, I'm exhibiting symptoms of Parkinson's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and, and the, aside from the, the, um, the reduced form of dopamine, what else are, have you been doing for your body? I know you made uh, some of the drastic um, changes in what you eat and exercise, and I'm curious what you do with that. Well, I emphasize a high antioxidant diet. Uh-huh. Not because it's particularly good for Parkinson's, although it is. But it's probably good for all of us. Um, antioxidants uh-huh. are the, uh, the the body's cure for free radicals. Free radicals uh-huh. are usually some sort of oxygen-related molecule that is highly reactive to things in our body. And so mm-hmm. when oxygen interacts with metal, it's called rust. Mm-hmm. And so free oxygen molecules are damaging the body. They, they oxidize tissue. They destroy uh-huh. DNA. They oxidize fat. You know, they're just not good for you. Uh-huh. So a high antioxidant diet provides the antioxidants which are the cure for and mm-hmm. response of your body to free radicals so it's kind of like a the metal ball bouncing around a pinball machine exactly an oxidant and the antioxidant is like is like the thing that captures the pinball and so escorts it, it safely out of the machine yep it's okay crazy ball yep. let's get out of here <laughs> yeah yeah so I know, uh, just so we have some practical advice for the people listening, um, I recently got a juicer, one of the masticating juicers, the ones that goes slowly so it doesn't like super heat up every uh, the, the juice and, and create oxidants. Um, and those, those run like 400 bucks. I got mine used for 100 bucks. 
Um, so that's definitely something that somebody can do. And, you know, running, I, I sometimes I run pomegranates through it and get pomegranate juice, um, blueberries, other things, sometimes apples. I'm curious what kinds of day-to-day things you can suggest either on that line or, or something else. I know, I know that um, you, you definitely suggested uh, smoothies to me when we were working together. Well, let me, let me preface it this way. Americans right now are high, highly focused on high-protein diets, which, which is odd because when you look at the data, 97% of Americans probably get more than enough protein every single day. Uh-huh. But if you look at the, the population, 97% of Americans are not getting enough fiber every day. Uh-huh. And if you remember, fibrous consumption is related to toxin removal. Uh-huh. So if 90%, 97% of Americans are fiber deficient, it means they're probably uh, toxic, in toxic overload. Uh-huh. So what we need to do is be emphasizing fiber in our diet, uh-huh. along with the antioxidants, um, uh-huh. to help the you know nutri- nutri- nourish the body and remove toxins. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think is the main difference between a smoothie machine and a juicing machine? Oh, the juicing machine doesn't have fiber. doesn't exactly. keep the fiber in. So if you want to get a high-fiber diet, you need the whole fruit or the whole fruit blended. Uh-huh. So anything that removes fiber from your body is is probably working against your long-term goals. Now, there are times when your body is so compromised and your digestive system is so compromised, you need to take some of the, the work out of absorbing nutrients for your body. Uh-huh. And so juicing may be a good term, you know, short-term approach. You can gotcha. get a lot of nutrients in the body without having to force your body to break down the, the nutrients from the fiber. Uh-huh. But it, in the long term, there are some nutrients that are attached to the fiber. When you remove the fiber, either because you buy processed foods or because you run it through a juicing machine, uh-huh. you're losing those nutrients. Mm-hmm. So what if, if somebody were to uh, juice some some stuff just because they enjoyed it and then and then grind up say like a banana like mash up a banana and, and like mix it with like a mashed up banana and a kiwi would that be enough fiber or would that also be detrimental i would say if you're ever actively working to remove fiber from your diet you're working against your long-term on long-term huh. goals interesting okay you know when i say a high antioxidant low toxin um high fiber diet Mm-hmm. That's why I eat a whole food plants based diet because that covers all those bases without having to think about it. Sure. If you eat as much whole plant food as you can, you're getting the nutrients, you're getting the antioxidants, you're getting the water, you're getting the fiber. It's, mm-hmm. It all comes together. Mm-hmm. And there, there isn't one diet, this isn't one diet for some of the things that, that cause the ills in American people. Uh-huh. It basically addresses 14 out of 16 top killers of Americans. Mm hmm. The, the whole food plant-based diet is shown in the research by Dr. Gregor uh-huh. that it can reverse 14 out of 16 causes of death in America. Wow, that's amazing. It can, can retard all 16 and it uh-huh. can prevent all 16. Uh-huh. So, in some cases, when you're asking, you know, should I start changing my diet or lifestyle to deal with the heart disease that I may get? Well, heart disease in most Americans starts at about age 9. So if you're 40 wow. years old and you're trying to go on a diet to prevent heart disease, it's not to treat, it's not to prevent the heart disease you might get later. It's to treat the heart disease you've probably had for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And, and as you said, the first symptom a lot of people uh, have is a heart attack. So you're not going to know it for a long time. Right. 
So you can sit there and try to, you know, put the fiber back into your diet or use some sort of fiber supplement, but it's just so much easier to heat the whole damn plant. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. Half of it cooked, half of it raw, you know, okay. approximately. And you don't have to worry about it. You know, you don't okay. have to worry about counting servings, counting calories, uh, nothing. Just stuff your body with as much whole plant food as you can and you can't go wrong. Uh-huh. And we yeah, actually have an opportunity in, in this day and age to do even better than our ancestors did. Every con is a superfood. Mm -hmm. In the Himalayas, it's goji berries. In the Amazon, it's, it's uh, acai berries. Uh -huh. So every population, wherever they were in the world, had an opportunity to eat one or two superfoods. Uh -huh. We have kale and pomegranates and, and a ton of stuff here. Because of the imports and exports around the world, we yeah. have access to all the superfoods from all the continents. Uh -huh. So instead of stuffing ourselves with the worst possible food every day, hamburgers and egg McMuffins and stuff like that, yeah. we have the opportunity every time we eat to put some of the best foods in the world, mm. best foods in history into our mouth. Uh -huh. And if we're not feeling well and not feeling up to par, not feeling like we're reaching our potential, uh -huh. why undermine that by cheating your body of every opportunity to nourish it best way possible yeah yeah it's, so it's i make really a smoothie point. every morning mm -hmm. it has cocoa powder goji berries acai juice uh kale spinach edamame uh -huh. uh, blueberries blackberries raspberries strawberries cranberries cherries uh -huh. and i pack every single high in toxin food i think of into that smoothie uh -huh. green tea powder uh black seed powder chia seed powder uh -huh. and that's good that, and you have to brag, but that, that smoothie probably has more nutrients in one serving than most Americans get all week. <laughs> uh -huh. And I drink one of those one of those at least every day. Uh -huh. In addition to a plant-based diet for, for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. And and I was actually I was working with the smoothies uh, when I was getting off some really intense medication. Um diagnosed with things I didn't really have and I ended up this was when I was working with you. And I don't, did I tell you I was getting off my medication? Cause I, I think I remember yes. telling, I did. Okay. Um, I don't remember telling many people cause I didn't want them to put me back on it, which is probably what any conventional doctor would have done. But, um, I remember I was having a, one of these smoothies a day. And, um, I mean, of course there, because of the medication I was getting off of, uh, I was in intense pain and, um, over my whole body, everything was on fire. But at the same time, it was I was able to get through it and recover um, from something that a lot of people don't recover from uh, withdrawal symptom from a medication like that. So I'm, I'm I want to I'm pretty thankful for this and from my own personal experience um, anecdotally it, it did help to have uh, this smoothie and of course I've, I've laxed on my my habits and maybe I've, I've built up enough of a of a of an es a health escrow account that. It's not showing immediately, but I, I should be getting back on my habits. Um, I want to take a short break. I know that you have you and your wife have a business, and uh, and there's a, a a little bit of a of a savings that you offer people that sign up through this uh, this podcast. So if you have any, and I'll let you talk about it in a second. If you have any creative uh, passions or a business or a brand that you're looking to create or that you already have and you want to have some more um, merchandise for, um, I'll, let, I'll let Bob talk about his and his wife's business. 
Well, our emphasis is primarily branding and uh, is based on the, the psychological concept that familiarity breeds trust. And so when you brand your product, you're trying to get your name and your logo out where people see it, but they don't necessarily focus on it or, you know, it's not thrown in front of their face like a commercial. Mm-hmm. It just appears in their environment on a day-to-day basis. They become more familiar with it and they go, well, I want to order a pizza. They think of your company. Uh-huh. Or, you know, if they need uh, paper products or uh, cleaning services, Mm -hmm. they think of your business first because that's what's familiar to them because you've branded it and put it around them in a number of places where they see it on a regular basis. Uh So our expertise is helping you find those items that will put your logo in the places in people's lives where they will see it and think of it when they're looking for a solution. Cool. Um, so how would they contact you if, if they have a business or some kind of um, a brand that they want to create logo for, create pamphlets or mugs or, or graphics or anything that they need? Um, we have a website mm-hmm. called boldmc.com, B-O-L-D-M-C.com, uh-huh. which shows the products, probably about 100,000 different products that we can access from 60,000 different vendors across the country and around the world. Um, so basically anything that can be imprinted with a logo or a message, we can get it. Uh-huh. Um, and we'd like to emphasize green products, environmentally friendly products, because a lot of this stuff gets thrown away uh-huh. or used for only a short amount of time. So if a, if a vendor is you know interested in being environmentally responsible mm-hmm. uh, and you know sometimes it costs a little bit more, but if you want a product that actually is sustainable and friendly to the environment, we can find that as well. Mm-hmm. So you can market your company, you can get your brand out in front of people and be good to the environment all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And for the, for the information we provide, there's no charge until you actually decide to buy a product. Mm-hmm. All the services are free. And so we work with you until we find the item that you're happy with and we send you a sample of it before, in most cases, before you, you place an order and mm-hmm. you don't actually pay for it till you have the merchandise in hand mm-hmm. and you're happy with it. Mm-hmm. So it's very value giving, which is something I was, I was, I was really happy with. Um, yeah. and I remember we, my, my suggestion to most people would be, you know, glance at our website, but you're not going to, you're not going to be ordering through the website necessarily. Mm-hmm. What you do is you find, see if there's items on there that you're interested in, then you contact our company through the link on the website, and one of our representatives will get get in touch with you, um, and help you identify which products might be the most uh, important for your business to leverage the opportunities that they they have to experience them in, in daily life, and we'll come up with the the right product mm-hmm. with the right message, and in most cases, it's ordered through a personal relationship with one of our representatives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you know, you're not dealing with a cold website. You're always going to be dealing with a person, mm-hmm. and that person is, is is charged with making sure that you're happy, mm-hmm. and that you get the product you want. Great. Yeah, that sounds like something that I know a lot of people here listening to this are looking to create a more passionate, fulfilling lifestyle, and a lot of that, a lot of that, a, a lot of. You, not everyone, but a lot of people listening are on the path to creating a business which is cycled around your 
uh, your passions for a business or a side hustle or something. And branding is absolutely important to that. And I'm actually um, going to soon be working with uh, Bob and his wife on uh, branding this. So you might see some products from them yourself. Um, I also remember we spoke about some uh, uh, a discount that people would be would be able to to use when they sign up through uh, through this podcast. Right, um, because we deal with these vendors and we you know, join an organization that has a contractual agreement with them, we receive a substantial discount from most of the distributors mm. and creators of these products. And so in most cases, we pass that savings along to you so you can actually get what you're interested in having for your company that you may be using as a plain vanilla copy right now. You can get it printed with your logo for less than you're spending right now on the, on the plain product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so anyone contacts this, 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 this podcast with at least a 10% discount. Usually it's more. Great. Yep, and just remember the podcast is the Renaissance Man podcast. Just mentioned that um, Doctor Bob is, is a big is a big friend of mine, and I'm really thankful for for you sharing everything on your podcast. And I hope that this has been a good experience for you. Um, is there anything in particular I didn't ask about you want to highlight, or anything in particular you want to share with everybody here um, that I didn't I didn't prompt from you? Well, one of the key things I tend to emphasize with clients is what I call energy management. Um, a lot of people talk about time management, but time is actually fixed. You can't create more time in a day. But what you can do is create more energy to invest in time that you have. Mm-hmm. And most of the time during the day, we find our energy levels goes up and down kind of unpredictably, unexplicably. Mm-hmm. And what we need to do is find ways to notice what's bringing our energy up or what's bringing our energy down and create our day so that we navigate away from those things which drain energy from us mm-hmm. and toward those things which bring energy into us. Mm-hmm. And so in some cases, you perform an energy ritual. And if a particular boss that you have always drains your energy and you mm-hmm. can't avoid him, what you need to do is find something that brings your energy back into you mm-hmm. after you've had that energy draining event. So the boss comes in, chews you out for screwing up a, a sales order. Uh-huh. You get on your headphones play your favorite song, read your favorite poem, read your favorite passage from a book. Mm-hmm. Energy comes back into your system and you're back to work. Mm-hmm. Because if you invest a lot of energy into a short amount of time, you get a lot more done than if you have a low amount of energy over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that in my hustle, a lot of the time I'm writing copy or I have to sell people on something, whether it's uh, you know somebody that I know and helping me out with a uh, graphic or audio editing or or keeping up a relationship with somebody um, when in the moment we're not really meeting in the middle and that can sap energy for me especially when you're when you're wearing many hats and a lot of people on this podcast not everyone a lot of people on this podcast aren't on this path but many people are on the path of creating their own side hustle and creating their own uh, business to infuse their life with fulfillment and passion and if you're wearing tons of hats and you're in the process of creating structure from nothing, um, it can be draining and, and it's important to, to maximize your ability to, uh, to use your energy. <laughs> so to bring this all together, if you are doing lots of things that you can to try and increase your body's physiological energy level mm-hmm. by eating fiber and drinking water and getting nourishment, 
And on top of that, you're psychologically managing energy levels. Just imagine how how much easier it would be to reach your potential. Mm-hmm. You have a body that's prepared to function under the most stressful circumstances, mm-hmm. and you have a mind which is capable of, you know, shepherding the body into the into the future, into the into the you know outside of the comfort zone to get so much more done. Mm-hmm. So if you're managing energy and nourishing your body. Who knows what the future holds for you? <laughs> I love it. I love it. If somebody wants to explore working with you um, on a mentorship, uh, uh, emotional leadership and energy leadership and uh, leadership leadership, uh, how would they contact you about that? Robert at boldmc.com. It goes through the website, but I don't have a page there for my business in particular. Cool. But cool. it's the same. It's the same domain name, just Robert at. Awesome. So with that, more than happy to share this knowledge with anyone. Cool. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and it was enlightening. And uh, it's always good to hear your story. It's inspiring to me. And I know it's inspiring. To Same with you, well. Joe. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Um, so with that, that's the end of the podcast. A little outro that I'll talk to you about subscribing and all that jazz and the ways you can help out with the podcast or join at a deeper level and get more from it. Um, and uh, appreciate you listening. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end, and the newer episodes are in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse, or if it's the future and everything is mind controlled, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two-hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews That means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.work slash uh, nothing, actually. Therenmannet.work is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. And either click on join the newsletter or a pop-up will come up and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover 
of the journal with leather or another cloth. You get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for art work. You can get that at the store at the renmannets.org slash store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K slash S-T-O-R-E. And as of now, they are $50. There are some, uh, if you become a patron, you get a free coupon for that. So, um... To, to segue right into that, if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis, what you can do is become a patron. It's at patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash the Renman Network, T-H-E-R-E-M, sorry, R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And any anywhere from five to a hundred or more dollars a month, what that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time, I'll pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment, and I will be able to go to better conferences like the one I'm going to next week. Now, I thank you for listening to these uh, these sponsored messages by my uh, for my my projects, and I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can. Subscribe, uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast. Allow me to create better content for you by going to our Patreon. Uh, Without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can... um, you can join the email list. That's at therenmanatnet.org, T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So therenmannet.org slash shop, or sorry, slash store, S-T-O-R-E slash store. And also you can support the podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Renman Network. T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode.